Hello, uh, welcome to uh, uh, those. That's the thanks for tuning in to the Specter of Anti Blackness. Um, so today we're watching the Underground Railroad again. We're continuing this series that we've been on for the past couple of weeks. Uh, today we will be taking a look at episodes 5 and 6, chapters 5 and 6, um, both collectively named Tennessee. Uh, this episode is a uh, Tennessee Exodus. Um, so let's just, uh, let's go ahead and get started on that. <clears throat> Alright, so, um, there's, there's a lot in this one. This is a, um, you know, the show as a whole isn't cheery, uh, but this episode is definitely, uh, it's, it ends on a, on quite a somber note. Um, but there's a lot of, uh, important stuff going on here. Um, firstly, I feel it's important to, um, talk about, we're going to talk a little bit about Homer. I don't think we can do the full Homer conversation quite yet since we don't really, we know we're not at the pinnacle, we're not at the, um, at the, um, uh, climax of his, uh, character. We haven't really wrapped up what's going on with him yet. Um, but he gets a lot more characterization in this one than he's received in previous, uh, chapters. And basically what that is, is, um... We see him, uh, you know, they've, they've set up camp for the night. And, you know, see the uh, Homer at the last one up. Uh, and he's uh, tending to the fire and that sort of thing. And he gets up and he goes and he takes uh, Ridgeway's gun. Um, which is kind of a tense moment when you first watch it. Like, what's, well, you know... Uh, up to this point, he's been shown to be pretty, like, you know, um, unequivocally, like, um, with Ridgeway loyal to him, trusting to him. Um, so there's, like, a real quick seed planted, like, is it, has, it, has he been playing 5D chess this whole time? Um, but no, he just, he picks it up and just kind of, like, plays with it, like, he pretends, shoots out into the woods. Just because, you know, I guess he wants to learn how to shoot a gun. Because, you know, he, you know he's, he, he's a kid or whatever. He's interested in it. Um, and then he, he puts it back down where he got it. This is Ridgeway's gun, by the way. And um, and then he just goes and um, he goes to sleep. But he doesn't just, like, go and lie down. He, he chains himself up. Uh, which is profound he has you know he's gained the trust of Ridgeway he is completely trusting with him completely open with him completely unguarded with him and that the reason for that obviously is that he he's got nothing to fear around um around Homer uh he's completely um uh submissive in this sort of way he's um there's, there's no um, coming back from where Homer's at, I don't think. Um, he's, he's 
his, you know, he, he puts his own chains on. His chains are in his mind. I, again, I do these kind of late at night. I'm, I'm sorry if this isn't as, um, as uh, thought-provoking as it could be. But, um, you know, I'm trying my best here. Um, so, yeah, he, um, he chains himself up. Which, yeah, that's a thing. Um, also worth talking about, uh, was very significant in this episode. We saw him kind of at the end of the last episode. Um, oh, one more thing about, um, about Homer, though. We do learn about how he came into the service of Ridgeway. Um, Ridgeway, uh, bought him for five bucks, um, this baker was trying to pay off a debt or whatever. And Ridgeway never owned a slave before, so he immediately frees him. But he just, he follows after him. Like, he's, um, he doesn't, you know, he tries to send him away many times, but he always comes back. And, um, yeah, I mean, what what else can really be said about that? I mean, so, yeah, we, we've got a, um... We we we've ex- like that's that's like the the crux of Homer there. We we were kind of introduced to him at first, and now we're kind of getting like his full characterization here, and then you know we'll get the the uh, the ending later. And now uh, we'll talk about Jasper, who is a he's the other um, escaped uh, indentured uh, slave. Um, enslaved person, the other escaped enslaved folk, and, um, he's very skinny, because he's refusing to eat, and he's singing a lot of, um, hymns, and, uh, like, you know, Negro spirituals, that, that sort of thing going on, um, essentially, what, you, you know, he's, um, he's protesting, he's kind of doing, like, this, um, I believe what uh, Hugh P. Newton would call a uh, reactionary suicide, where um, you know he he um, he decides you know Cora says you know he's given up, but he's like nah you know I'm 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 free he's he's finding the freedom that he can within his situation like he's doing what he can with it, um, and he decides to take freedom in his own hands in this way of like the only thing that he has control over is himself and then he's gonna just decide to you know uh wither away um she says at a point where she's like you know because he was kind of just singing the whole for like the first few nights or whatever and then like he finally starts talking to her after she has this really um nice moment kind of um backtracking speaking to um all of the people who have like been prominent in the show so far, Caesar, uh, her mother, um, the the lovey, the other girl who ran away with him, uh, Grace, um, both living and dead. These people, um, some she knows, some she doesn't, of their um, current living status. But regardless. Um, you know, she's like, you know, you, you haven't been speaking all this time. I thought you were like funny in the head, and he's like, nah, you're the, you're the, that's that's you, man, because you keep running away and like, it's just you're, you're getting the same outcome. So either you're 
either you're the the crazy one or you're or you're just stupid. Um, so we got some conflicting ideologies here. Um, uh, Cora being the one who's uh, you know trying to escape, trying to run away, trying to get to something better. Although she's been on the railroad for you know four episodes so far, or I guess three. The first one she technically wasn't on it. Um, she she's been on the run this whole time. She hasn't really gotten um to what she's after because it doesn't really exist so far from what we've seen. Um, and then he's going about this other way, which I believe is a way that's um at least recently. I know it kind of started with like Black Panther, or maybe it didn't start with Black Panther but was um, definitely highlighted in Black Panther, and a lot of, it became a lot, a lot more mainstream, this way of thinking. But a lot of people glorify the, um, you know, the, the people who go through this situation and decide to kind of take their destiny in their own hands in this way of deciding to die instead of going through the horrors uh, in front of them. Um, which, you know, is, is a pretty... It's a pretty fucking metal thing to do. Like I get it. I mean, you know, that's 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 hardcore as hell. Um, but I feel like respect also has to be paid to the ones who didn't do that, who um, went through what they went through, because we we wouldn't be here without them. And I think that's worth acknowledging. Not to you know belittle um, Jasper's uh, path. Um, you know, we all have our own destinies in life and that sort of thing. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think that's, I think that's all I gotta say about five without, like, going into, like, you know, minute details and that sort of thing. It was a good one, though. I enjoyed it. It was, uh, Jasper dies at the end. He does finally starve himself to death. Cora tries to drown herself. Um, it seemed like she's kind of, like getting into um she kind of at at a point is maybe deciding to uh like do the same thing as jasper like kind of take on his ideology take on his um his personal revolution but he dies and she doesn't she's saved from drowning and not only that but um she's then chained to him as he's dead for the night and I think that you know being that close to death in that way kind of um you know changed her mind or you know helped her to understand like what she wants personally in in this situation I I mean I I don't know I'm I'm just I'm saying stuff at this point um but uh yeah that's uh that's that's chapter five, Tennessee Exodus, and soon for you, but you know, in a little while for me, we will be um, visiting chapter six, Tennessee part two. Stay tuned, or or don't if you just wanted to hear this part, you can leave now, I guess. Or yeah. Uh, you know what they say, um, another day, 
another episode of the Underground Railroad has been watched. Um, I wanted to get this one done earlier than I got the other one done, but I got really busy today, so I'm recording even later than I usually do, so apologies in advance for that. Uh, but let's just, let's, um, just go ahead and jump right in, shall we? I'm, uh, I feel like I'm not completely analyzing these to the best of my ability, not because of the timing, but simply just because I'm talking about them right after I watch them, and it's not really, um, it's not a ton of time to process everything that I just saw, you know, I'm not having a lot of time to sit with it, uh, but you know, that's just, the, that's, um, that's just how it's gonna have to be for now, I guess. Uh, so, tennis, this is, this is, uh, chapter six of the Underground Railroad, entitled Tennessee, uh, pre preamble, prologue, no, um, per, proverbs, and, um, there's a lot, man, there's a lot. Uh, these episodes are so jam-packed with so much information, there's so much shit going on, um, okay, so we start off where we left off, uh, and Cora is still in the, um, is still captive to Ridgeway, he's going home because his dad is sick and dying, he... You know, the, the little boy he pushed down the well is a prominent part of this episode. Um, he's still around. He hasn't fully recovered. Um, there are some uh, freed men, some, some black men who make an appearance and rescue Korra from a um, terrible fate. The show does this thing that I kind of appreciate that I haven't mentioned before and I haven't and I believe it's because I haven't experienced it this time around like I did the first time because I've already seen the show but on the first watch through without knowing what's going on characters are often pitted in these situations where like just knowing the um just knowing the history knowing the scenarios you get these real uneasy feelings in the in in your being. You're like, oh no, I know what's gonna happen next, and it's gonna be bad, it's gonna be terrible. And thankfully it never does happen and never gets, you know, to that point. Um maybe possibly it's like implied to have at some points, but it never explicitly happens or just doesn't happen at all, which I like because it still has like that feeling of like the um the feeling is there without having to actually show any of the um stuff. Uh but anyway, um Ridgeway's dad dies in um in dramatic fashion. You gotta watch this show. I feel like this should be a thing where, like, 
I'm talking to someone like after watching a show and be like, dude, what did you think about that? Instead of being like a recap kind of thing. Um, Ridgeway was about to die and then he just like the Mac is his name, the little kid. Well, he's not little anymore. He's like, I don't know, 20s. Um, he obliges Ridgeway and goes to get him a whiskey. And the whole time you're thinking, no, dude, don't get him the fucking whiskey. Blow his brains out. But he doesn't. And Homer kills him. Homer of all people. Homer is the embodiment of those of us who have completely accepted and been indoctrinated into the uh, Western ideology. Um, Homer is unsavable. He is... Um, he is, uh, you know, black only in, in skin, and of course in like heritage or whatever. But you, you, you know what I mean. You, you get me. He's, um, yeah, that's the whole thing. Um, Ridgeway makes an a very important speech in this episode, um, in a drunken, you know, uh monologue he um talk he goes on a little bit about a uh, manifest destiny and kind of just like the ideology of the nation not only uh the nation but just western ideology in general um just in western civilization and that is um when speaking of uh people who do not fit into the um into the standard of the uh Mainly the the white male and of course also the the white female to a lesser extent. I think about that um, Dave Chappelle joke where he says um, he's talking about white women and he says you were in on the um, on the heist you just didn't like your cut. Uh, anyway, that's beside the point. Uh, um, essentially, the model is. Um, they're in, you know, this land and just, you know, they're just around in general to, um, you know, they're there to conquer and take what's theirs, that sort of thing, because everything belongs to them. And, um, you know, ordained by God, we know what manifest destiny is. But the thing that he says that is that was striking to me, um, the, um, <coughs> oh, bless me, sorry. Um, uh, the, um, their, uh, what do you call it, what did I say before? The, um, the model? Did I say model? I'm saying model now. The model that they have is, the first, they will try to uplift, but when he says uplift, I mean, we know what uplift means. It's basically, um, uh, you know, the, the melting pot. It's the, um, it's the erasure of, um, culture. It's what we saw going on in the South Carolina episode. It's the uh, homogenization. Um, uplift is to make everyone else uh, white. Uh, and if we can't uplift, he says, um, then we subjugate, which is what we see in kind of like the slave era sort of thing, you know. Um, yeah, subjugation, I don't really think I have to elaborate too much on that. It's subjugation. And if we can't subjugate, he says, then we exterminate. 
um, which we also kind of see in the uh, South Carolina episode with like the, um, you know, the population control and the, um, you know, the, uh, the, the forced, um, what do you call it, uh, sterilization and all that, which is population control, but all that sort of thing. Um, and then just outright blatant murder and other such things. We um, learn the fate of poor Caesar, which is uh, an unfortunate fate, but a very real one echoed in uh, today, time and time again. I'm reminded of uh, Emmett Till, for example. Um, Cora, in the first episode, as they're escaping, um, accidentally, well, less accidental and more just in self-defense, Maybe her intent wasn't to kill him, but her intent was to, you know, get away. But she does kill this kid. Everyone calls him a boy, but he's like, come on, late teens, early 20s. You, you know, they do that thing where, you know, a 19-year-old kid, a white kid is tried as a kid, but like a 16-year-old black kid is tried as an adult, you know, that sort of thing. So the whole time, they're like, oh, you know, she killed this white kid. Everyone fucking after her. They want her dead. Um, Caesar was captured back in South Carolina. We finally get the through line to that when Ridgeway explains and his drunkenness. He's drunk for most of this episode. Um, anyway, he explains, uh, that the, um, the mob broke into the jail where he was being kept and broke in as used lightly, of course, because um, the sheriff let them in, because of course he did, because the entire system is against Caesar, who is of course innocent. He didn't do anything, um, except perhaps convince Cor to escape with him. Um, but yeah, they, they tear him apart. They um, Apparently they pluck the eyes from his skull while he's still alive. Like, you know, they, um, they get gruesome. Uh, thankfully, we don't have to see any of that. We just hear it told by Jonathan Ridgeway, so who knows how much of it's even true or not. But, I mean, come on, that's probably what happened. Um, so, yeah, it's kind of unfortunate, obviously. But, um, you know, Caesar was kind of the reason Cora's on this journey anyway. She was kind of content to stay where she was. And, um, he was the one who kind of spurred her along, and they had, like, this little relationship, and, um, yeah, he's dead. He's very dead. Um, but she does meet more, more black folk, and they, um, escape off in the end of the episode, and who knows, uh, where they're going next. I mean, we'll, we'll find out, but for now, like, we don't know. So, yeah, we have, um the end of Caesar, we have, um, you know, uh, what's his name, Harold, no, um, Horn, uh, Homer, we have Homer at his worst, um, Ridgeway is drunk, and, uh, you know, just, he's just always at his worst, but he gives some insight, this honestly felt like, to me, felt like Ridgeway, and, um, in Homer's episode for sure. Um, more than the other ones, ironically, even though Ridgeway had a whole episode about his backstory. But um, 
yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about this one. Just like as a light synopsis. Again, it would probably be better if there was like a a conversation going on, but it's it's fine that there's not. I'm really okay with it. Um, if if that shall happen, it shall. But for now, it's just me. Um. So yeah, that's um that is episode six. We got uh two more podcast episodes, which is four more episode episodes. Um. There's, there's, there's exciting stuff coming up. I know there's at least one part that I really want to talk about that I felt was important that comes up in either the penultimate or the ultimate episode, the, the uh, season finale. Um, I just want to say that I'm pissed that this show was only Emmy-nominated, and I believe it was only Cora that was Emmy-nominated, and kind of everything else was just left by the wayside. This was, like, the best show of last year, if you ask me, like... Uh, Completely, completely, uh, stumped. What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, anyway, it's not important. This is the end of the podcast now. Um, thanks for making it this far if you did. If you didn't, you're not hearing this message. So, um, the dude that we're, that I'm, we're having, the, I'm having this conversation with and I'm talking about this. Um, anyway, uh, thanks for listening. Uh, check out the next one dropping in a week did you guys hear that trying to get rid of daylight savings time i was talking to someone about it today and i was like it's crazy how they passed that unanimously but they can't even unanimous unanimously vote on um lynching black people being a federal crime that's uh it's pretty wild but yeah it's it's gotta go through a couple more hoops but that might be a thing i bring that up because i'm recording this late tuesday night but for East Coasters, I don't know what time this app works off of, but it's technically Wednesday, so maybe this is actually a Wednesday release kind of thing. But anyway, um, yeah, that, that's that's all I have to say. Um, I hope that you have a very good breakfast or have had a very good breakfast day, and if you didn't, if you skipped it, then you're compensated at some point whether that's going to be like a a nice good snack or a good lunch or a good dinner or maybe just like you know some good water some fruit or something i don't know i hope you eat well today um but that's going to be it for me i will um talk more in the next one and you'll listen if you decide to do that you know I'm, i'm making my choice so uh you make yours anyway um Good night, morning, good night, morning, after, day, evening. Goodbye.